Hey everybody, welcome to episode 5 of the Cassie Burgos podcast. Today, we have the most special guest ever, my husband, Bobby Burgos. You nervous? I've done this before. I know, you did really good. People liked it. I don't know why. Have we grown up since then? Oh, <laughs> for, uh, <laughs> for life's sake, I sure hope so, yeah. Yeah. What do you want to talk about? The, you, you took time out of my Sunday for this. So you have a, uh, you know, you have all the control. Took time out of your Sunday. This is. I could have been cleaning the yard. <laughs> As if that were gonna happen. <laughs> you cleaning the yard. Well, what I love about us is that we'll be having. Well, this is a me thing, but we'll be having a conversation and. We'll be like 20 minutes into it and I'll be like, oh my God, that's a podcast. Like, why are we recording this whole conversation? And it happens like every day. Well, I don't know if every, <laughs> we're, we're a little too, uh, rowdy. Yeah. I don't know if every conversation that we have should well, be put to the it world. it shouldn't be public. No, yeah, no, no, it shouldn't. No. We have, we like have a strong opinions. We have very strong opinions. And I think that, um, I think we would tell people to their face. You're good oh, at I, that. oh, I have no problem with that. Yeah. I, I just think that, you know, my style is a little. You'd love it or hate it. Yeah. Where would you box you into? You can't. That's the problem. No. Yeah, you can't. I think we've tried a lot of boxes, though. Well, we everybody. try to fit into, like, oh, yeah. you know, the church box. And we've tried to fit into, like, going hardcore recovery box and mom and dad box. And I don't know. I don't feel like the boxes fit. Working the nine to five box, that one's like, oh, my God. Horrendous. Well, the problem that I think we've always had is we never wanted to fit the normal, like, upbringing of what you're supposed to do right go to college right. get married buy the house have the kids oh no we did it ass backwards yeah and so I, I think you know we didn't want to buy a starter house we wanted the mansion right like we you know yeah we didn't a two years ago we were close we were close yeah um but yeah i think that's just who we are that's our style you know we just yeah. do what everybody wouldn't do why we make it harder on ourselves yeah but at the end of the life you know you have a story to tell so do you think we're relatable to people I think anybody can be relatable to anybody, right. technically, right? right? Like, I can relate to, to you or I can relate to the person next door in right. some way, right? Mm -hmm. Like, there's dads all over this place. I could say, oh, yeah, buddy, you know, we could sit outside of the barbecue saying, hey, you know, <laughs> <laughs> talk about how, what do you do for a living and all the weird stuff people love talking about. You love small talk. I hate If you ever run talk. into Bobby, do small talk. I hate he small talk. He loves it. <laughs> Unless it's somebody I, like, want to be around, you know? You want to be around. <laughs> Depends. Yeah, I mean, at the moment, not not many. Yeah, I mean, it's not that I it, okay. Well, it's I, I don't want to. It's not that I don't want to be around anybody. Right. It's just that I'm I'm at a pivotal point in my life where I I I work. I'm like Batman, right? I work okay. better alone. You know. No, you do. You I know, agree. That's kind of not like in a marriage standpoint, but just in a right. in an outside world standpoint. No, you're you happy know? like doing your own thing. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of successful people who are alone. Well, I haven't, I haven't pulled that one off yet, but we're we're trying. We're trying. Well, how do we define success? That's the tricky well, part. Well, it depends on who you talk to. Well, yeah. I think in our twenties we defined it a lot differently than we do. Yeah, now. I mean, I you know, I, I think the success is you you obviously put a dollar amount to success, and then you obviously put status as a you know nowadays it's how many people listen to podcasts, right. you know, how many people are following you on Facebook and mm -hmm. everything else, and so. You know, it depends on what you look at. I don't view success necessarily on that. I view success that if I walk, when, when the day I leave this earth, you know, my girls and my grandkids are all in way better 
spots than right. I ever was. Right. You know, that's success. Right. So whatever that means. It might not be <laughs> financial or whatever, but it'll be something. Right. So we've been married how long? Almost 11 years in November. Yeah. Wow. What do you think that we learned the most about marriage? Uh, I mean, there's a... How about young us? How about newly newlywed us? What was what was important to us when we were newly married, and what's important to us now? Well, I, you know, the the grind of like we were just talking about, right? When we were kids, we we wanted to tear the world up. We were going to take it by storm. You right. know, we we put everything else on hold, whether it was better communication in marriage or right. better. It's like, hey, you're good. I'm good. I got the hustle. You got the hustle. You know how to grind. I know how to grind. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Right. You know, and then obviously that we, we were pretty blessed with, you know, some of the jobs I was able to get and mm-hmm. kind of that stepping stone thing. And um, that's probably I mean, I, I like to say it changed, but I don't know if we've really. No, I don't know if we've really grown out of that too much. I, th- I think one thing that we've. I guess if you would use it in a sentence of what would be one thing I would tell our smaller, our younger, younger selves, selves would be that it's okay to talk about, you know, the pain and, mm. and the things that you're, you're, you're struggling with. I think we were, you had your whole, and if anybody's listened to this long enough, I'm sure, you know, they know some of your story. Right. Uh, or if they've known you long enough, you had your whole bag of it. I right. had my own bag of it that was kind of more under wraps and more to myself and, mm. and, and tucked away in, in, in the abyss. But we both decided, okay, hey, we, you know, we're married now. We mm-hmm. have this family starting, and then Amelia was coming soon after. Right. And we are, you know, we're going to tuck everything away. We're not going to deal with nothing. And then we're, we're just going to sprint for the finish line. Right. And we're going to retire at 45. <laughs> you know, that was the goal. You know, right. that was the goal. And so nothing else mattered mm-hmm. until it mattered. Right. And then that's the, right. that's the kicker in life. Right. You know, you have a you have a full plan. You have it one track, then you're going. And we were right there at the cusp of having everything we had <laughs> yeah. worked for. Well, that's a whole other podcast. And God had a whole other plan. A big plan, yeah. Right. Yeah. So. so do you think that we've learned the most in the past two years than probably our whole marriage combined? I mean, I think that's a, a, a plausible statement. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I think you can't underestimate nine years of... Right. Marriage mm-hmm. and, and what you learn and in life and growing. And, yeah. I mean, there's there's a million things I thought about differently when I was 23, 24, 25 mm-hmm. as to now, now 33, you know, and I learned all that within the realm of marriage. Right. You know, and right. so and having kids, you know, kept kids or, you know, you learn the way I feel about Bella now is different than the how I thought and was before with mm-hmm. Amelia and, and, and Bugs. So. Yeah. It's a more mature, mature place. To yeah. Be. Yeah. So it's different a lot of times. What do you think? um, What do you think couples are struggling with right now? Like in this society, in this world and and what what's coming at us and the challenges and the different beliefs and the exposures and social media and just all the pressures, everything going on. What do you think that married couples are struggling with the most? I, I think, I mean, the. That is what's not, what are they not dealing with the most, right? I mean, I think there is, 
It's crazy. It this world and in, in the way that it is and and short of, you know, Jesus himself coming down and taking us right. all away, like it ain't mm-hmm. getting any better, mm-hmm. you know, and um I I just I think you know, it's easy to sit there and say communication. It's easy to sit there and say, you know, they're the not they're, they're they're putting it off learn. to the side and and right. those are all true things. Um but communication only works if you're telling the truth, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're not telling the truth, then, right. you know, we communicated for a long time right. and we were the best at it. And, right. and I'll stack that against anybody that wants to listen to this. We were the best at it, mm-hmm. but we weren't telling the truth. Right. So and then what does, weren't we telling the truth about? So people well, understand what Well, that how means. you feel, how you feel. Right. You know, there's, there's. And why aren't you telling the truth about how you actually feel? Well, you don't want to hurt the person. Exactly. You don't. Right. You, well, and then, you know, codependency is a real thing in marriage. Oh my God. You know, and I think there's this mis, this misguided, uh, you know, notation that women are codependent mm-hmm. and, and men aren't. Right. When I was heavily codependent with you, well, you and still I, and I dealed it and I, you know, I'll be perfect so that you don't have to even struggle, think about me not being right. right. And then, oh, right. wow, I'm not perfect. Nobody is. And, right. no, you know, we all have struggles and I failed in a million different ways. But right. as long as I could make you believe that you were, that I was the guy, I was number one. And you didn't have to worry about me and there was no problems. I'm good. I don't have any issues. There's no right. there's no past trauma. There's no nothing. I don't have no problems. I came right. in this easy, scot free, you know. And I think that's what people are dealing with. It, the, you know, we've we just personally, you know, in the couples that we've talked to over the you know, the last just this last, you know, few years, mm-hmm. it just really seems like people are just they're just giving up. You right. know, they're throwing they in the towel, but mm-hmm. you have kids and you have a marriage and you have all the things. So, you know, you stay together, you, you know, you do the Christian thing and you say, well, right. Divorce is an abomination, which I'm not an advocate for divorce. I'm, right. I'm an advocate for happiness, though. Yes. You, me too. You know? And see, that's where majority of the people that listen or talk to us lose interest. Exactly. You know, because if I'm not the guy telling you, hey, you know, go see the head pastor and he'll make sure that you have the best marriage ever. That's just not true. Right. And that was what was hard for us in the church, you know, and I'm always going to credit God for saving us. Yeah. Um, I'm going to credit our marriage counselor, Kevin Brown. Yep. We love yep. him. And, you know, there's a Steve Plath was wonderful to us from Celebrate Recovery. And there's like, there's these people, these very important people. Influential have, people. Yeah. Yeah. Very influential people. Um, but it's funny because I have really stepped away from telling women to like stay in it. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like there is certain things you should do. You should go to marriage therapy. You should try to go on dates. You should try to have weekend getaways. You should get away from the kids. You should practice how to communicate. Because remember when we did um, Hold Me Tight, we yeah. learned more communication styles, yeah. right? How you do so, it, yeah. Right. And so you have to expose yourself to all these different things. But um, I just feel like at some point, divorce is the best option. And so it I have happens. a hard time with the, the, in the church. Um, and I believe in Jesus. You believe in Jesus. We believe the Bible's truth and we believe all those things. But when I've talked to women and I have in the past two years who have told me I'm thinking about leaving my husband, but I'm afraid of what people at church will think. And I say, well, F them because yeah. I really don't understand where a, a person's opinion matters more than God's. And I know it, People like cringe when I say my opinion on it and um, sorry, I just, I wouldn't be with you right now if you didn't, if you didn't bring me some level of joy and security and comfort and happiness. And if we had no laughter and 
if you put me down, like I, I would never in my life, I couldn't stay with somebody like that. And it's disgusting to tell someone to sit down and tell a couple because of a, the Bible that they should stay in a marriage. Well, and I think there's, I hate that, and I use the word hate because I, I do truly hate it. I hate that there seems to be this only, there's only one way to do it. Right. And, and there's this, you know, and it doesn't matter who you're talking to. I mean, you could be talking to Christians, you can be talking to secular people. Right. And, and typically they both do the same thing, just we call it something different, right? Different we, terminology. We, you know, secular people go see a marriage therapist, mm-hmm. right? A lot of times Christian folks go see the head pastor or a pastor and, right. and, you know, and Kevin, luckily, which is not always the case, was both, right? right. So he was kind of like a pastor plus a marriage therapist. And yes. so he was kind of a nice, that, that's something that not everybody's going to get the benefit. No, of. it was such a benefit. But the problem us. is, is if you go to these people mm-hmm. and you say, hey, these are all our problems. And mm-hmm. I mean, let's face it, we've sat in these these meetings Oh yeah, in, in our own version of right. it, right? And I only will ever speak for what we've experienced. I can't speak for everybody's exactly. situation. I can go off of what I've heard from right. other couples and especially mm-hmm. men, but I can't go off of what they feel or what they think because I don't know that, right? And I'll right. never pretend to, to know what people think or feel, right? <laughs> but my problem with it is they go in and it becomes a vent sesh because, you know, typically couples can't sit in a room and sit here face to face and say, hey, this is really what's bothering me. You do this, this and this. And it's really hard for me. And it's making me feel this, this and this way. Right. That sounds super basic. Right. Like we should exactly. all be able to at some point illustrate to you, hey, you know, the other day you kind of raised your voice in this way and it made me feel like I was insignificant. And and actually lately over the last couple of months, you've been doing that a lot more. Right. Why are you escalating in anger? Is it something at work, honey? Is it, is it, am right. I doing something to irritate you? Is it the children? Is there, you know, we should be able to do those things. Yeah, right? we're adults, married and, adults. And I only say that as in like, I'm not saying I've been doing this for, for almost 11 years of marriage and right. I've had it all figured out. I learned this 18 <laughs> months ago, right? Like, so I don't say this in the sense of like, I got it all figured out. No, I'm right. just saying that when I got into really learning how to be a husband, mm-hmm. right? I'll be honest, it didn't come from talking to head pastors. It didn't come from the church. It didn't come. Maybe it came from prayer. Maybe people were praying for my marriage and they, yeah. it, you know, God worked his way. And I think yep. there is ways in that for sure that, that are true. But it, became, it it happened and it came to fruition because we put in the work to do it. That's right. You know, how many people is it that, you know, you go see the head counselor? And I've heard this stuff, right? I, I mean, I've I've heard people say, well, hey, I talked to the head pastor at such and such church mm-hmm. and, you know, I'm telling him what I'm struggling with. And he tells me that, you know, I need to be the man God called me to be mm-hmm. and I need to read my Bible and mm-hmm. I need to pray. Yeah. But what does that all even mean? Well, great. Right. That's right. good. Biblical man. You're, you're a Christian man. Spiritually lead your house. Mm-hmm. No problem with that. Right. Wake up every day. Ha- you know, read your Bible, mm-hmm. say your prayer. I wake up every day with my gratitude prayer because right. I'm grateful because, you know, my life could be a lot different right now. So I'm grateful every day. But if I'm not going to my wife and saying, hey, you know, I was talking to the head pastor over at such and such church and I had a really good conversation with him and I was kind of venting some issues that I've had recently within Mm -hmm. our marriage or Mm -hmm. with our children or with my job. Right. And 
I really want to talk to you about them, and I feel like now I have a clear headspace. I never hear that conversation. No. I never hear that conversation. No. And you're not harping on pastors. No, 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 not at all. Right. Pa- pastors are put in a very rough position. You know what's crazy is we have learned, you know, obviously we know several pastors and their families and stuff, and we have learned a whole other world that they have to live yeah. through. I could never do no. it. No. I can never be a pastor's wife. I wouldn't want to be a pastor's daughter. I'm actually going to seminary next week. Oh, no. Yeah. Peace just, out. I'm just, just kidding. Just, they don't want me on a stage. No. <laughs> no, you'll go on a whole tangent. No, they don't want me. Yeah, no. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> but, you know, for me personally, I talk to a lot of people and I'm like, I couldn't do it. I could not walk. Yeah. I could not be questioned for why I bought a car or <laughs> where did the money from this go to? I, I couldn't do it. They're in such a tough position and yeah. I'm so grateful for our head well, again, Yeah. And it's not a, a, a pastor's fault. No. A, a pastor, a pastor is is strictly well, there to to shepherd a, a church. Exactly, they have to give the news of the Bible yes. and spread it and tell it but biblically. I don't believe that their position should be in therapy. No, but that's what I'm saying. Is the right. problem is is they've been they now what been I, I've, I've heard that. this. It's not like something that I'm assuming happens. I've heard this, yeah, and right. not just from one or two people. I mean, you know, tens. Oh, I know of twenty. You know, tens of people that are recently, yeah. that, that have been just like, oh yeah, I went and saw the pastor here. Right. Well, that pastor didn't work out, so I went and saw the pastor at another church. Exactly. Exactly. Right. And these pastors are being put in these positions to to fulfill a duty that, yeah, I think that they can assist you. Give insight. They can give you to whatever they've learned. Exactly. That's true, you know. But if you're not, I'll say it like this, pastors and pastor wives are no different than you and me. Right. They're not. And most will admit that. They're, they're, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're not. Admit it. As many as I've met, they'll say, yeah, I'm just as fouled up as everybody else. I'm just trying to make it. You know, I'm just trying to preach the yeah. good news and, and, and do yeah. what I can for my church and lead the people the right way. More just, blessed to know pastors who keep it real, too. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And But I, I just, it's, it's just sad when they say, okay, well, that's the, the person I talk to. And so now that's, they either go, they, men, you, I, and I don't speak for men because I don't obviously deal with a lot of, of right. women, but it's, yeah, I talked to him, the head pastor or whatever. Right. But I didn't really, I don't really, you know, well, because he's not equipped to deal with whatever you just told him. You have to go to professionals. You know? Well, and, and, and honestly, though, you have to go to where the problem lies. Yeah. Right. If you look at, if you look at just, you know, and your question to lead all this off was what are people struggling with in marriage, right? Everything. Or like, what, what is, and it's everything. But if you really narrow it down right now, you know, it's expensive to even wipe your butt, right? Like it's oh, yeah. expensive everywhere. So you money have strapped. money stress. Well, okay, so let's break down one dynamic within a family. You know, right. especially around where we live, there's a lot of moms that stay home, and there's a lot of dads that work. Yeah, that works. That's fine if mm-hmm. you can afford it, then it works out. We are one of those people. I mean, yeah. you you obviously do real estate and stuff, but right. you know, as those come in and come, right? Whatever, I'm not it, pushing it, hard, right? Yeah. You're you've been raising our kids for you know a long time, forever. You know, well. If there's no empathy on either side of the situ- of the oh coin, oh my god, let's right? not even get into that conversation. You know, well, but and you have to though, because if you, if you if you if you're not having that conversation, then you're not really having a conversation at all. Because it doesn't matter whether it's money, whether it's the amount of sex you're having, whether right. your your image, your body image, or, right. or your image is what your spouse views you as. If mm-hmm. you're not having those three questions, then you're just trains in the middle of the night or ships <laughs> in the middle of the night passing to wherever that <laughs> saying is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And because, we've been through our own version of that. hundred percent. Yeah. Because if you're not having empathy, like if I, here's just my own life. Right. If I go to work, I commute, I'm an hour ba- there, an hour back. Right. Give or take, you know, whatever it is. I'm eight hours there. You know, I'm tired. Of course. Exhausted by the time I'm, I'm back. Right. right. But I have a new baby who mm-hmm. 
wants attention and love. Mm-hmm. I have two other girls who probably demand more because they're oh, older and they want to know that, hey, you know, my well, dad loves like me. mama, so right? they need attention. But you know what? Those dishes are still in that sink from this morning. And it just riles me up. Because why couldn't out of eight, nine hours that I was gone today, Cassie, could you not get those dishes done? Why? I mean, why is it so hard to turn the water on, get your soap, scrub them down, (laughs) throw them in there, and wash them? Then when dinner comes, I don't have to worry about it. And I can go to sleep with a peaceful mind knowing that my dishes were washed. This is how some men act. And and I and I've oh heard this. Oh my god. And it's yeah. just funny because it's it, you know, if you have empathy, right? What marriage lacks the 100% the most in what I've seen is empathy. You're 100%. So the problem right. is is that we've hurt each other, everybody, right? In marriage, I don't oh, yeah. care who you are. In you can have capacity. been married for a year, you can have been married for 15, 20, give me you talk yep. to the older people that have been married for 30 plus years. They got a story. Somebody hurt somebody. Mm-hmm. And usually it happens both ways and it's not always the craziest stuff. Sometimes it's just personalities and how you yeah. treat each other mm-hmm. we lack empathy 100%. instead of me saying oh no <laughs> the dishes are there <laughs> there's stuff everywhere and you still have your hair in the same bun that it was in this morning <laughs> and you haven't showered and there's a baby crying on your hip and adeline's throwing a fit because you know That's bug <laughs> just throws fits because there's no peanut butter you know amelia's pissed off because she's got homework and all the things and I can say, okay, let's take a time out. Give me the baby. Right. You take obviously a had a day. Let's switch it up. And and it's just and it's just that moment of empathy. Right. Where you feel, oh, okay, I'm in this together with my husband. Right. Right. That is not doing anything crazily spectacular right. to curing your marriage. Mm-hmm. That literally saved the day. And if you save enough days, you have communication. Yeah. Right. Because what happens if you don't? Well, you made your wife feel like crap. Yeah, she shuts down. So now down. she shuts down. She mm-hmm. doesn't want to talk to you. You say, well, why are you always upset? Right. You don't ever want to say nothing. You just walk around pissed off. Right. And it's like, well, because there's no communication in the empathy that it needs yeah. to be in order to have a conversation. Right. Same, and, and, I, and I say this not to pick on men. A lot of times I get a lot of flack that I pick on men <laughs> and I don't pick on women. Women too. So oh, same yeah. scenario. If I come home and you see me walk in that door... And you say, oh, no, he's he's beat up today. Right. He's you. I can see it. There's a lot of times. Hey, put your bag down. I'm going to make some dinner. You go upstairs, watch some TV, right. play some games, whatever it is. Right. Right. That I unwind with, you know, I'll have the baby for, for a minute. Just let me know when you're it. And I can say, OK, whew, I'm going to kick off my shoes. Right. I'm walking upstairs. I'm changing out of work clothes because I hate work clothes. I don't know how people even... I don't even wear a suit and tie, but I couldn't imagine <laughs> having to wear a dresser to work because that would freak me out. We just want to be in our PJs yeah, all day. <laughs> I just want to be... Yeah, I don't want to be cozy. Give me a hoodie and some and some some skinnies any day. But, um, but it's just like those moments of empathy where I could say, wow, that woman really cares about me. And yeah. she cares that I'm okay. And again, this is nothing we had for nine years of marriage. This wasn't... You know, this is why we know where this leads. Right. Right. Because the moment that you build enough of those moments up, and that's just one small moment to what builds in, in, in resentment that builds within a marriage. Oh, yeah. Right? right. But you do that for nine, eight, nine, ten years straight. Of course, you guys are going to not want to be around each other. Exactly. Of course, you're not going to want to. I mean, we had probably one of the best relationships ever, and it got to the place where it was. Icky. 
well, you yeah, you want to go run for the night and not come back for an hour? Go, go for it. Right. You know, or, oh, you want me to be in the other room all night and not even have a car? Yeah, fine. Right. You know. You're just like, not roommates, but I don't know. Yeah, you're, you're, well, you we are. a team always, but... Well, and, shut I, and, down I, and I don't say that in the sense that like people stop living. People still live their lives. They yeah. work. They make their money. Right. They take care of their kids. But you're not connected. You're married, but there's no connection there. Well, but then you sit in front of a marriage counselor. You know, finally, if you made it that far, and you right. say, "Well, she's this and she's that, and and right. I I don't understand this, and I do all the hard work." And I'll tell you something. You know, I've never been a stay home dad, but I wouldn't. I don't know if I would ever trade that. Yeah. For working, I mean that staying home with children, and Everything that comes with that, because it ain't like you get to stay home and it's, you know, Netflix all day and it's all fun and dandy. No, it's like, no, kids or in any person listening that has kids, you know, they're demanding. They want everything. They need everything. Well, Their schedules are insane. I mean, schedules. Know? Oh, by the way, you their know, we don't want to live in a pigsty. So there has to be cleaning and there has right. to be these things. It's impossible. It is. You know, I wouldn't want to be here doing that. I know. And then having it's to hard. have you come home and be like. What have you done all day? Yeah, I just can't believe, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's one thing you have never done to me. Not once. Well, in our whole I had, marriage. I had, you, you know, had, you had I, a single mom, single mom, you. five kids. I right. mean, I know, I know what women struggle with in, right. in that aspect. When of, I hear what women, like when I hear what these men do, I'm truly stunned. Yeah. Like men are praised for being a father. Men are praised for taking a baby all night long. Men are praised for watching the, the wa- babysitting their children yeah. while mom goes to the grocery store. Are you freaking yeah. kidding me? Those are the type of things where I'm like, do not praise your husband for that. That's sick. No. He yeah. should be taking the baby and wanting a relationship with the baby. Yeah. He should be doing bedtime. He should be hands-on. And I've never had that problem in my marriage, so I can't relate. But I hear this stuff, and it's like... I don't know. I don't, I don't get it. Where well, it's not a knock to all men too. Cause I've met some really good dads. No, there's one. Really, yeah, no, I'm I've saying met there's really dads good. just like you who are yeah. hands on. And that is more, that is the norm. I would say nowadays, you know what I mean? You're it, seeing it, a turn in it. Yeah. You are seeing a turn in it, but I still hear about men who, I mean, they're praised for just doing the, the daddy duties. I, I don't know. Yeah. Don't say you're babysitting your children. I mean, we joke and say it. Because we think it's that funny that men actually say that. Yeah, I'll babysit your kids whenever you want. Yeah, you know, we can say that because yeah. it's a joke. Well, and you, we have an understanding. Of it. Obviously, we don't believe that. but No. Yeah, I, I think that there's a plethora of it. And then, you know, to top it all off, you women are, are probably more under attack now than they've ever been as far oh. as how they look, how they behave, how they yeah. act. Yeah. What is their value? You know, because before, you know, if you were a, a, a stay home mom or, you know, when we were younger, you know, if, if somebody was staying home, hey, as long as you look good, you know, <laughs> good, you know, you, you're, you're all right. You keep, you know, I'll keep you in Gucci and gold, right? Like you just stay right there, you know, and then the world started to change where, you know, social media has always been a, a prevalent thing pretty much in our adult lives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it just seems like now there's... <laughs> I think men, depending on, you know, Uh-oh. <laughs> I think men are seeing unrealistic things out in the world oh, and online mm-hmm. that don't correlate to what actually happens in real life. Exactly. You Especially know? in their marriage. And I'm not even talking about some, some really bad stuff. I just mean in general. Like if you're on Facebook and you see, right. you know this lady who you know you don't even know this lady and you don't know anything about her and and, you know she probably got paid 
buku bucks, probably more than you make, buddy, you know, to, to post this video or, or whatever it is. Right. You know, and you're thinking, well, I wish my wife would do stuff like that. Right. And it's like. It's such an unfair comparison. Well, and, and I always tell maybe she would if you learned how to have empathy, you know, <laughs> because empathy opens up a lot of doors. No, it does. It opens it up a lot of us. doors. You right. have empathy and true conversation. And, 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 you know, I've always joked with a lot of guys that I've, you know, whether it's counseled or, or done groups with or whatever, nothing gets a woman going like you telling her your feelings. And I know that yeah. sounds backwards from how men, cause see, I wasn't raised that way or no, I wasn't told that. Our generation wasn't like that. I was told that you're tough as nails. You don't take right. no BS and right. you, 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 you know, you never show even a teardrop. Right. Doesn't matter if your, your best friend died. Like you just, mm-hmm. you know. What a sad way to be. Yeah. Up. Well, it's, it's non-productive. It is. You know, the yeah. more you pretend that you're macho and, and tough mm-hmm. and all the things, the more you prevent yourself from having meaningful, you know, uh, meaningful relationships with your spouse and your well, children. Well, once you say a lot of those men who act very macho are the most insecure ones. Oh, it's always that way. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, I've met, I mean. Oh, God. Yeah. No name calling on here. No, <laughs> I'm not going to name call, but I've met, I've met a lot. Yeah. No, I know. Yeah. There's people that need men. I say men because I deal primarily with men more than I hear or deal with women, but. Unfortunately, in some of the circles we've ran, somebody told these men that they're important. <laughs> and in reality, none of us are that important. Right. None of us. Right. None of us. None of us. Now, we're all here. And if you do it the way we should be doing it, spreading peace and love and, and grace and empathy and all the things that we should be spreading to each other. And I'm again, I'm not the best at it. Just right. ask anybody on the road with me Monday through Friday oh my God. commuting on the road. I ain't the best at it. Like, I don't, I don't like being on the phone with you when you're acting that I, way. You know, you even try to just pass me and it freaks me out. So I'm not saying that I'm the best at it. But if we were to spread that and come down from our, you know, our high horse of that we're important and just say no. And we humble ourselves to, no, I'm, I'm no better than that guy over there. Right. You know, I struggled with that. Yeah. You know, I had I had the job and the money and all the things. Oh, oh, man, I'm. Well, I'm definitely better than that guy. I'm definitely right. better than that guy. You well, know. that comes from being brought up the way we were, though. Yeah. With not a lot of money, yeah. always struggling, watching our parents struggle. It, it comes from that. Yeah. Wanting yep. to do better in life. Not wanting to be better than our parents, but wanting just to do better. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. We both kind of carry ourselves that way. There's an expectation there. Like, I need to get to this place to feel okay. And we've always had that that drive. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's always been the motivator. Right. You know, it's, I don't want Well, wanna, for our kids. Yeah. It's like, we want our kids to do better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my kids better do better than me. I mean, that's, that's well, the way I look at it, you know? What we talk about, you know, not a knock on our parents, but like you said, your mom was a single mom. No, no and chance. She, and she had five children with two, you know, dads who they, they struggled. They had their own struggles and didn't do what they were supposed to do. My parents were in a marriage, but they both struggled with, you know, addictions and, and their marriage was rough. It was yep. a rough marriage, and um, they came from that era, just that that party era, you know, the '80s, and and so we both saw a lot growing up. And when you don't have a model for what a marriage is supposed to be, you come into marriage blind. And not only did we come into marriage blind, but we were young. You already had a child, and we had stacks and stacks of trauma and baggage that was not dealt with. And so it's like, I think a part of us when our, like when we met, we knew like we were the ones for each other. 
and our story is sad but before we even got married it's sad like we went yeah. through so much and the past two years that we as we've reflected on it it's like all this stuff is from unresolved trauma all of it and unresolved trauma that our parents have experienced and didn't get to break the cycle yet right so there's all all this stuff all this baggage and me and you finally said two years ago it stopped like it ends with us like we we're stopping these cycles because our our families haven't been able to do that and it's so important for us to give our children a marriage to look up to because i feel like this next generation our children's generation doesn't even care about marriage that's mm-hmm. not even like a priority to them the, the the secular family isn't even a belief really anymore that's being torn to pieces and so i i think most people don't even believe in marriage anymore it's like what are you supposed to say to people to keep it appealing well <laughs> you i know? think i think people are not i mean i think marriage numbers will probably go down within the next generation for sure but i right. i think i mean it's already happening they've already calculated it more people aren't getting married right right now and they're choosing not to have children yeah um but i think people have an unrealistic they're changing the way they want it right they don't want the the traditional you know mom stays home dad works you know they want it all well they want but they they want it more convenient you know right you know you'd rather work very minimal live very minimal and then just be together which i don't really fully blame people because i think life is so challenging Mm -hmm. for especially for younger people like people right now in their late teens and early 20s and mid 20s i can't even imagine being a teenager right now it's so challenging that if you can find here's the saddest thing right what i've noticed kids are and i call them kids i'm only 10 years older than most of them but i'm I'm (laughs) saying kids they grasp onto the first person that feels relatively safe Mm -hmm. in an unsafe world Mm-hmm. And then they say, "Okay, I'm, I'm. This is where I'm at." And the only reason why I know that is because that's what I did. You know, yeah, I loved you to death, but you were safe, right? You know, to to the best of my knowledge, right? Like you were, right. you were as safe as I was going to get, right? And so, sometimes that turns into marriage, and you see people get married, and and you know, if they make it, the tradition, the things that will never change is traditional of what traditionally of what makes a marriage work. That'll never I agree. change. Why well, I do you know? agree that marriage is created by God. God created marriage. Yeah. And there's a certain way you do have to do marriage to make it work properly. And I do believe that all people crave a connection in, in a marriage setting, a commitment one-on-one with someone. <clears throat> I don't believe that anybody is happy with these like open marriages or these well, no, troubles no. or whatever no. people are trying. That's insecure. That's right. all that is. I think yeah. that every soul desires exactly what me and you worked for and what we have right now which is like this bond yeah. that is so loving and kind and compassionate and empathy. And you're my best friend. Like you're truly, you're my person. And I always considered you that before, but after we went through that deep dive with all of our traumas and, and this whole new life that we've created for ourselves, um, I know that's what people are searching for. That's what they're looking for. Yeah. They just don't really know it. No. There, there's excuses there. There's like, why well, wasn't meant to be married, or I'm afraid of commitment, or what, whatever excuses people are making. I know for me, this is the most fulfilling relationship I have, though, and it took the most work. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. 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 So. Next question. Oh, okay, I have a wonderful question. Oh no. How That's, do you feel? How long has it been already? I 
have no idea. <laughs> How do you feel about um, raising girls? You got three little girls now. What's your thoughts on that? Uh, I mean, it's raising kids is raising kids. I mean, girls are different. They're a different dynamic. You know, there's emotional, and you know, most of us boys, we just kind of sit in a corner and play. You know, do our thing, and you know, and boys are very straightforward creatures. Girls are a lot more complex. Right. You know, you'll never hear boys complain about daddy daughter dates, and you know, they just, <laughs> you know, they just, they just live. You know. Right. Um, it's it's a challenge. I mean, but I, you know, I had sisters. I had a mom. Like I saw softness and 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 kind of what that is. Right. I never had to look for that. Right. You know, I wasn't raised around a bunch of men who. Now I'm, I'm all stern and, you know, and now I have three girls that I have to try to relate to. I was, yeah, that's another, another term for another podcast. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's patience and I don't have, always have the best of it, but I, you know, I patience and just, you know, it, it's, it's a challenge. I mean, it's not. Oh, I feel bad for you. I feel like you're being pulled in every yeah, direction. Yeah, I, I don't think that right now is the hardest part, though. So, oh, no. So I think, you know, I'm. Getting I'm, to the hardest part. Yeah, I'm a good, you know. Couple I mean, years. Amelia will be a teenager in three years now after this year. Ew. So, you know, that'll come. And then Buggy's not going to be far behind. So, right. Luckily with Bella, we still have a lot of young, fun years. But I'm convinced that Bella is going to be a mama's girl. And you're yeah. not going to get her. We'll see. She's you, gonna be mine. You're entitled to your opinion. I know. Just let me have one baby. I don't do anything special, though. Oh, okay. Whatever. You just can't, you know. Literally, Addie will say that you're her favorite. Like, no problem. Yeah. She does not care about my feelings. She's ruthless. Well, that's just her personality. Right. She'll go She'll go kill the world. Yeah, she will. She'll attack it head on. Well, thank you for coming on. You're my first guest. I had to get you on before I start uh, recording episodes with other people next week. Next up on uh, the next one with you, though, we are going to talk about uh, what I just say. Uh, toxic masculinity. Yes, we're gonna address that in the next episode. I don't think I don't, that might not be the <laughs> way to go. Be so funny, because I, I have too many things to say I about know. that. Yeah. That'll be the next one. Yeah. All right. Thank Anything you, you want to say before we nope. jam out of here? Uh, it's okay. Not be okay. Just oh. take care of yourself. Oh, I love that. Yeah, you have to do it. I love that. Love Today, you, baby. Do it. Love you, honey. <laughs>